0: Hello, Penn State fans. Welcome to this edition of Roar Lions Roar. I'm your host tonight, Craig Fritz, first time hosting. So give me a break. I'm joined as always by my handsome Kingly co-host, Matt Flipovitz. Matt, how you doing, buddy?
1: Craig, I'm good. It was uh it was like 57 degrees when I took the train into work this morning, and it feels like fall. Like it feels like football season, and it's gonna get like right back up to like 87, I think, on Thursday already. So I'm trying to enjoy it while I can.
0: And Matt, remind the viewers where you are, in Juneau, Alaska, or somewhere more in the lower 48, where we had these frigid temperatures you're talking about?
1: I'm somewhere in the lower 48, barely. Uh, Chicago, you may know it from uh, the city that was created simply to film the FX show, The Bear, which is phenomenal if you haven't seen it.
0: I have not seen it, but the reviews are outstanding. And being an industry veteran, I am excited to watch, uh, watch it at some point. All right. Um, so tonight we're going to talk a couple things, real quick, short podcast. We're doing stock up, stock down, a little game we like to play here at Roar Lions Roar. And Matt, after watching the first two games of this Penn State football season, give me your first stock up unit of the season.
1: It's got to be the wide receivers. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley has answered every question I had about him. Parker Washington is so good. I feel like we don't talk about him nearly enough. I don't think we mentioned He's him at all on our, on our recap podcast. Keandre Lambert-Smith, great, pretty much momentum switching touchdown against Purdue. And then we saw all these dudes get reps in, in the last game. So we got Jaden Dotton in there. I mean, what is it? 13 dudes caught passes for Penn State. 17 guys, whatever it was.
0: 17 guys. I need to find out if that's some sort of record. I, I have to imagine it's a Penn State record. But like yeah. I'm talking even in all of NCAA. Yeah, it's a that's a ridiculous amount,
1: crazy number. And like Trey Wallace is getting experience. That's a guy I'm excited to watch this week. We won't talk too much Auburn, but Trey Wallace is from Montgomery. Like he's an Alabama kid. And there's been there's been few and far between Alabama kids on the Penn State roster. So he's someone I'm excited to watch. But I could not be more impressed with this receiver group so far. And it's a great mix of these veterans that are going to go on and play at the next level. And these young guys that are still learning but are getting really valuable game reps. So I'm, I'm going to keep buying high on the receiver room.
0: I'm going to go stock down to start here. And uh, one spot where I am very concerned, even in a blowout, uh, is, is place kicking. Um, we had a mixed, missed extra point, missed field goal. I am really worried about Jake Pinnegar's confidence um, as we go into a hostile, as Penn State goes into a hostile environment uh, in Auburn and I just have the sinking suspicion that at some point you never want to see it, but at some point a, a game's going to come down to a crucial kick. And I, I don't know if he has the confidence right now. And I certainly am struggling to find the confidence in the place kicking game. And it just feels like something that is it, at, at this point, it should be seamless. You have a veteran a veteran long snapper, you have a new holder, but Pinnaker has been here for a long time. And, um, perhaps talks of injuries last year aside, uh, it's, it's, it's a struggle for him right now. And I really hope that they can figure something out.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. So let's stock up is on punting, but stock down is on kicking. I think we, <laughs> we would not have predicted that this time, two weeks ago.
0: I mean, Barney baby.
1: my amazing. king. <laughs> All
0: right. Let's move to the next, um, stock up, stock down. Give me uh, a, a unit that has you concerned, uh, as we head into week three.
1: Yeah, right now, uh, surprisingly for me, it's edge rushers. And the biggest splash plays by that unit so far has been Amin Vanover forcing a fumble and leading to a safety. And and he's the most unconventional of that group, like the only one not to play with his hand in the dirt every down. If you think about it, Penn State's leader in sacks right now is Johnny Dixon, who is a corner for those who forget. Um, That's not that's not good. That's not. What we needed to see, and for a Manny Diaz defense that we really thought would go out there and really create havoc plays behind the line of scrimmage, I mean, Ohio got more sacks on Saturday than Penn State did. That's that's unacceptable. Four to one. Yeah, yeah. I, I cannot believe that this unit's having such a hard time, and and I was really ready to look past it against Purdue because I thought that Purdue got passes out pretty quickly, but. If you look at the average depth of target from that game, so the A dot for Purdue receivers in that game, it was over eight yards. So it's not like these were little four yard dink and dunk passes, like I originally thought it was. Right. So I think there's really concern for this unit, and you know I don't know if Smith Vilbert's going to help if he becomes available sometime soon. But sure, you need more out of that starting group. You need more out of Adisa Isaac. You need more out of Chop Robinson. I mean, Chop's making plays, but. He the, just the numbers that I really want to make me think this Penn State front can be upper echelon of the sport. It just the proof's not there yet for me.
0: Yeah, it has definitely been a struggle. And like you said, Smith Vilbert, is this a wild card? Is you know, is Nick Tarburton a ceiling player? Is he you know, is he going to be able to contribute in a meaningful way? Mm-hmm. Chop is obviously flashed and he seems to be in the right position a lot of the time, but um, it needs to turn into you know moving the quarterback off the spot, altering throws, getting hits on the quarterback. Really. We want to see those jerseys dirty, not, you know, them standing back there unfettered all day. Um, I'm going to go with a stock up and a slight curveball. I'm talking the true freshman class stock up. Right.
1: Okay. I like this.
0: Okay. So we went into Purdue. We saw seven true freshmen play in a game that was ended up being a four point game. That is tight. Right. And then we come home to Ohio and, you add on top of those seven, at least I think six more drew Shelton played on the O-line, uh, Vega Yoane played on the O-line KJ Winston played safety. Um, Saunders played Caden Saunders played at wide out. Amari Evans played at wide out. Um, we are seeing this kind of like baptism by fire. Abdul Carter finally got a lot more run against Ohio and, as we talked offline before we think that's something that's probably going to become more consistent as the season goes on because the other linebackers just don't have the athleticism to make plays all over the field like Carter does. And obviously they are extremely high on him. So it's pretty crazy to see this mix of, you know, people wanting to rush Sean Clifford out the door, but then also this true freshman class, from the number last year's number six recruiting class in the country is making waves like perhaps we have not seen in the james franklin era of uh true freshman involvement and it certainly is you know giving me more hope for this season but also for you know the next couple seasons to come in the future
1: yeah it feels very like uh like how in 2016 when it was the year that everybody started to break out. And then it felt like, oh my God, we still have Saquon in 17. We still have Trace in 17. We still have Gasicki. It feels like that, but these guys are all freshmen and we're still going to have them barring transfers or injuries for two more seasons. Like it feels like that again. And, And those were really fun years for Penn State football. And I'm hoping that this is just a sign of things to come.
0: Definitely. I mean, some of the most fun I've had as a Penn State fan, and I was a freshman in 99. So dating myself a little bit here. But holy cow, what a collection of talent! Um, real quick before we move on, I want to do one more stock up thing, and uh, that's Homefield Apparel, Matt. Nice. And I know. Give me. You love a segue, but give me a little preview of this shirt that you have on. Homefield Apparel um, has sponsored our Penn State podcast. Don't hit my you head can on my chandelier
1: to... here, but that's what we got. <laughs>
0: You can go to homefieldapparel.com and use the code ROARLINES ROAR, all caps, all one word, um, to get 15% off your first order. And these are some of the most um, premium collegiate athletic wear that you can find online right now. They've gone into the vault of all these different schools, pulled out amazing logos that haven't been seen in you know 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, they're putting them on extremely comfortable and high quality tees, crews, and, uh, hoodies. And, um, just a reminder, they used to do big noon Saturday, which was their, uh, premier event. Like they'd roll out a new school or something like 56 weeks in a row. And Penn state became the number one sales leader on big new Saturday, um, all time, and then after Ohio State couldn't catch us the following week, they shut it down, and they're never doing it again. So uh, once again, check out homefieldapparel.com. That's ROAR lines ROAR, all caps, all in word, 15% off of your first order. and Get yourself some gear as we move into the mid part of the season.
1: Penn State is 1-0 when I wear a home field shirt. 1-0 uh, this...
0: when I wear a home field shirt as well.
1: Nice. This so is did one...
0: you wear one for Purdue or Ohio?
1: I wore one for Purdue actually, because I went out to a bar, um, here in Chicago, one of the Penn state bars, uh, and I got a compliment on it and they are one to no when I wear a home field shirt,
0: I sat at my house by myself nice. drinking beer, but also had a home field shirt on for the game, nice. So one to no um, okay. I think we have time for one more. So give me, um, another stock down that you have on this team right now. That is a concern going into week three.
1: If I had to have one more stock down that I'm really concerned about, it's still the offensive line. And I think they took a big step. And I I made this point that it's going to take a long time to get this where we want to go. The reason I am overall stock down is because I'm not seeing that baby step at all five positions. I'm seeing it at four of them but I have a lot of issues with right tackle right now because sure. neither Caden Wallace nor Bryce Efner are dominating guys or look like they're on pace to become part of a dominant unit like we're seeing everywhere else. Again, it's still getting better, um, but it's not where I want it to be or the way I want it to be just yet. And I, I had maybe higher expectations for Caden Wallace than anybody on, our, on this podcast rotation this year because 30-year starter, blue-chip guy, guy who has had enough time to develop guy who has seen it as a leader and he just hasn't answered the bell so far and that doesn't mean he can't but the way things stand right now i gotta be stocked down on that unit just because not all five positions are moving at the pace i wanted to move at
0: yeah um and it is frustrating for sure you expect you know third year fourth year in the program for these guys to take the next step and it just unfortunately hasn't happened i'm gonna go stock down which is kind of like a stock up folded into a stock down, but the three-man tailback rotation I'm stocked down on right now because I just don't think that you can give up the big playability of Nick Singleton to have Keevon Lee in the game in equal shares. Um, I think that you're going to start seeing maybe not a traditional bell cow, but I think you're going to start seeing Singleton's workload go up a little bit. I think it is important to remember that he is a freshman. It is important to limit his work so that he can break 30, 40, 70 yard runs and be fresh. Um, but I, I'm not going to, I don't think this equal workload thing is going to continue going, especially for the with the fact that he is a freak of nature. So um, I'm stocked down in that three man rotation. I think we're going to see more um, focus on getting. Singleton and perhaps uh, fat man. The ball um, as admirably as Lee and Ford have filled in. Uh, it's just kind of showing your hand a little bit uh, about what's coming. If those two are in the game more so than the freshmen. Yeah. Franklin said in his
1: presser, I believe post game. I don't think it was the one today that as the season goes on, some guys are going to see their roles increase. Some guys are going to see their roles decrease. Uh, I, I don't know if that was a, a thinly veiled, comment about that running back room, but that's where my mind went right away.
0: It's a fair assessment. Um, Okay, we'll do a a silly stock. I have a silly stock down right now. Um, (laughs) We're going, Penn State's going to uh, Auburn. It will be the first true Big Ten team to play in Jordan Hare. And uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity. What's that? Ever? First ever other Big Ten teams that are now in the Big Ten have played at Jordan-Hare, but they were not in the Big Ten when they played there previously.
1: Okay, okay. Wow. So like
0: Maryland, Rutgers, USC obviously is not in the <laughs> still, Big Ten yet still officially. doesn't sound right. <laughs> All right, Matt, I want to give you an opportunity to just voice your opinion on a couple things. I have a couple okay. scenarios uh, for this upcoming weekend that are a little bit different than things that have been happening with Penn State recently. So I want to get your take. Stock up, stock down. Three things. First one is stock up, stock down. Auburn's orange out for this game on Saturday.
1: I'm... Okay, so this depends on what kind of uniforms they wear. If it's orange out, I'm stock up if it's just the fans. If the entire team comes out, because I think we saw that there are at least orange face masks and the rumor is orange jerseys. And Craig, I know you're a fellow Lehigh Valley native. My high school's colors were orange and black. And for Halloween one year, we had a game on Halloween and instead of wearing like orange Jersey, black pants, we went all orange and we looked so stupid. And I think we lost by like 40. It was the worst. Mike, listen, I'm a proud concrete kid. We lost by 40 basically my entire time in high school. Um, and we look so stupid. So <laughs> as much as I want to make Auburn look stupid this weekend, I don't want to watch an all-orange color rush game. That just sounds gross.
0: It does sound gross. Um, okay, second thing. Stock up, stock down. Auburn has unofficially officially, two mascots, the Tigers and the War Eagle. Where are you stock up, stock down on schools having two mascots?
1: So I'm very specific on this. I'm stock up if it's one person in a suit, one live animal. I'm anti-Florida, Albert, and Alberta, two people in a suit. I'm anti-Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, not a sponsor. They could be with Ferris and Fifi, but I am pro like uh, UGA has... I forget the name of the big person dog, but they have Uga. I know LSU has Mike the Tiger, real tiger, and whatever the tiger, which is the person, actually is. So I'm I'm stock up if it's guy in suit and live mascot.
0: So just to clarify, are you stocked down in Nebraska with the guy with the big smiling face and the cowboy hat and then Lil Red who bounces around
1: Oh, that's good.
0: So there's, I think there's someone mm. in there. I, I think, think there I... is. I'm
1: gonna break my own rule because there's no laws uh, on a podcast, and I'm gonna Ain't say no I'm laws. stock up on. I'm gonna. St- I'm stock up on that one.
0: Maybe they um, can get Little Red to coach the team.
1: They might need him this weekend.
0: <laughs> All right, last one um, before we get out of here. Are you stock up or stock down? Penn State playing on CBS for the first time since the 2000s pit game in Pittsburgh
1: I'm stuck up and you know the the horns are great the music will be cool it'll be cool to have that SEC on CBS flare. I thought it was cool that watching NFL games I know the Steelers were CBS this week that it was then followed up with a Pennsylvania team got to be the promo that they cut the entire broadcast I thought that was really cool um, I'm stuck up also because I think it's cool that Penn State, for the first time in my lifetime, is on three major networks throughout their first three games. You had Fox, you had ABC, and now you get CBS to close things out. So I'm stock up uh, on being in more living rooms. I think that's really cool.
0: It's a preview here of the new Big Time media deal, CBS Mm -hmm. buying in. And uh, NBC will become part of that fold um, hopefully soon. So then we can have all four and it'll be a joyous time. Well, ABC...
1: They should just cut Notre Dame and spend that Notre Dame money on actual f- college football teams. That's what I would do.
0: <laughs> they should pick up Marshall for the rest of the year. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to appreciate, I want to appreciate Matt, uh, for joining me here on a Tuesday evening talking Penn state football. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, overcast, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment. Oh there were 20 plus comments on the uh, Ohio recap video on YouTube, which is great to see. We're loving to see the conversation go on. Maybe we just need to talk about Clifford and Aller every single time. And that will drive um, tons of uh, conversation on the page. That was almost
1: tonight's podcast (laughs) entirely, but we shifted to, to this midweek mini. I think we're going to call it
0: midweek. Mini is a good term for it. Just a quick hitter for you guys here. Um, have a wonderful rest of the week get fired up for this game on saturday matt thank you again and go state
1: go state